dear listeners. I'm sure you're aware of what you're listening to, but just the same, it's my responsibility as host to inform you that you are listening to Feel Free to Deviate, the podcast about people, their careers, and their relationships with success. My name is Jim Turbert. Thank you for joining me. Episode 35 of Feel Free to Deviate is another deviation from the standard format. You may not realize this because most of these episodes are about an hour long, but I often edit those episodes down from three hours or more of conversation. There's a fair amount that nobody ever hears. As much as I want to include every bit of the conversation, I feel like that's asking too much. How does one deal with all this surplus material, you ask? I don't deal with it. It just accumulates on my computer, collecting digital dust. That is until today. Episode 35 is an outtake episode. If you've ever used physical media, an outtake episode is sort of like bonus material on a DVD or a Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. I'm going to start off with an outtake from episode 34 with Justin Baum. We talked a bit about music and bikes and stereo equipment. (laughs) I like talking about that kind of stuff, but I couldn't fit it into the original episode, so here it is now. I'm curious to see how it's received. After the Justin segment is an outtake from my conversation with Michael Sweetek from episode 21. When I initially cut this out, I remember talking about it with Ed. You, you know Ed. He's been on the show a few times, and he's done extensive sound work for the podcast in the past, and maybe in the future. Time will tell. I told him I cut off a bunch of stuff about Marvel movies because it didn't fit in with the rest of the conversation. Ed quipped that I was shooting myself in the foot or something like that, you know, because everybody loves Marvel movies so much. Anyway... There's a few minutes of that as well. This is the first in perhaps a series of outtake episodes. I'm calling it Outtakes and Mostly Unrelated. Enjoy. When you moved to San Francisco, like you mentioned, you were super into the like fixies and stuff. And then I feel like when you first moved to New York, you got into road bikes. What are you into now? Oh, no. Also, when when I visited you, when I, I saw you in San Francisco briefly once, and at that point you were like, collecting volkswagens no god no i wasn't (laughs) or you you happened to have two of the same model or like you were oh man those are yeah there were mistakes were made when (laughs) yeah this is that this is that that part of the story where you know things just kept coming at me and i did i had a gti or two Uh, right may may have done some things that young men in the 2000s do to gtis yeah if you were single guy and you had a good job like what yep. are you gonna do buy a, buy a cool car <laughs> yeah it was fun it was fun i did sell it though because i got pulled over too much commuting <laughs> yeah it's dangerous um, no man Sa- san francisco definitely made me appreciate bikes and food bike yeah cycling is my favorite thing to do you know? oh nice yeah i i went on a 100 mile ride saturday just north of, you go over the george washington bridge and just kind of go go north along uh, the river cut in in a few places and try to find some good climbs i really like climbing um there's a lot of you know small little parks dotting the side of the river mm-hmm. and so you just go kind of hunting for for climbs and cool uh, cool areas it's like a, a mental scrub brush for me i just mm-hmm. uh, I, I i do enjoy riding with other people a lot but i've been riding because of my schedule and um not being really a big morning person <laughs> i've just been out out by myself riding a lot and it's wonderful. It's cool to um, get the contrast when you re-enter Manhattan. It's like just sensory overload, you know. Oh, I can imagine. And if you, you know, if you don't leave, if you don't have a car, you don't have another 
you know, we just, we were here throughout all of COVID yep. in, in the city and yeah, cycling has been a really good way to, to, you know, get out there and breathe some real air yeah. right regularly. But I, you know, I, I like to run too. Uh, my, my legs just don't cooperate muscular skeletally. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never I have a hip problem now. It sucks. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. But, but cycling and then, um, I still love, I love music, you know? Yeah. Um, I love music and I love electronic music, particularly experimental electronic music. And what, what are you um, listening to? Oh, let's, what do I have? Um, I've got still Vladislav delay is still making music. <laughs> nice, I don't know if you nice. remember that name. I do. I like, I, yeah. I know the name because of you actually. I, yeah. I just, I just got, he was rather prolific right now. Um, I've been listening to this record label called Astral Industries. I think um, I think it's run by an Iranian guy from London, and it's a lot of uh, like obviously ambient music has had quite a moment in it really the recent years. But this 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 is like this is the label I would recommend to anybody that like wants some some stuff that's not too watered down or too um, derivative. Yeah, I'll um, check it out. I really like that. <laughs> Um, Rod Modell. This is maybe a lesser known one, or uh, I think it's Modell, R O D, and then Modell. I think it's M O D E L L. He's about to put out a new album that is fantastic. That's more like dub dub techno. Uh, I have a, quite a soft spot for dub techno. All right, and um, I got I've got to mention Autecker's last album. Okay, like, again dating myself, but I can't believe. <laughs> well, how. it's it's cool yeah. that that uh, I I don't that's that's not uh, stuff that I normally listen listen to, uh, but I think it's I think it's kind of funny to hear that these guys are still doing. Like, I mean, I obviously know that name. Yeah, and I know Vladislav Delay. Isn't Vladislav? Doesn't Vladislav Delay also release things under other names? Or yeah, Sasu Rapati. Rapati is like his main one. It's he's he's one of my favorite people that have um they're just like the music he's making is so intense and it feels feels like the world right now if that makes sense. Yeah. It's pretty raw. Not the kind of thing I put on and just zone out to, right? It's pretty pretty intense, but uh but it feels it feels right. It feels kind of like um if you were to just like mainline Twitter top news. This is this is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the musical equivalent of the news yeah. feed. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and then Eli Eli Kessler, K E K E S Z L E R. He is a drummer that has just made a bunch of amazing albums. You know, some some electronic, some a bit more uh, experimental drumming. And he works with Laurel Halo occasionally. Who I also love. Yeah, I haven't heard of most of that stuff. I'll send you a care package. <laughs> Please do. I, I yeah, I don't buy records much these days, but I, I I do a fair amount of streaming. But is this is this the kind of stuff that you would be be able to get on a on a streaming service, or would you have to go to Bandcamp or something? Yeah, for sure. No, no, yeah, you can get it on on streaming services. Yeah. Um, I've gotten pretty obsessive with keeping all my music locally as flack. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, yeah. Which world we can. I'll send you a too long email about <laughs> right. Not that you would yeah. ever share a file of somebody else's music. No, of course not. That would be devastating. That would be terrible. Yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's interesting. I have a, a friend of mine is a is a is a famous uh, 
techno DJ, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I realize that saying he's a techno DJ is like saying he plays rock music. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a big field, but he's, he's pretty famous. Uh, I don't, have you ever heard of Joris Vorn? Yeah, I actually have. Yeah. He's, uh, he went to school with Marlene and he's, oh, no uh, way. he's, uh, I'm actually hoping to get him on the podcast. What um, a profession that is. It's, it's insane. I guess we both missed our calling, Jim. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know what my calling was, but yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, if you say that my sensibility rubbed off on you, I wish more of your, uh, your, uh, sensibility rubbed <laughs> off on me. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish we got to talk more about that. I mean, that Rapture show we went to together. I, I was thinking that. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was at a at a art gallery for an, like an opening, and somebody started talking about the fact that um, who was the lead singer of that band? Uh, Luke, what was his Luke name? Jenner. Luke. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that he's now uh, a life coach, like a rather successful life coach in Williamsburg or something, or in Brooklyn. Of course, he is. Yeah, and unreal. But it, I immediately referenced the that show in in uh, Providence, right? Yes, it was definitely in yeah. Providence because I remember uh, there were a couple things that I remember quite well about that show. And one was before the show, there were these two kids that got up on stage and kind of did this mockery of a stand up routine. Yeah, based on making fun of art students, like RISD students. <laughs> like he made jokes about graphic design students and stuff like that and things that nobody would find funny except for someone who yeah sort of knew about that stuff and um you were in stitches and not really i mean it wasn't that funny but it (laughs) was it was amusing that it was happening but it was (laughs) (laughs) and uh also there was this guy there dancing he was a very enthusiastic dancer but he was waving his arm around and he had a, a lit cigarette. This was back in the day when you could have a cigarette in a club. Yeah. And he kept his cigarette kept coming very close to my face. And it was making me very angry. And I was thinking about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. We are, yeah, we are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, get, dude, if that thing hits me, I'm going to pound you. But it's <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't condone violence. Yeah. But I definitely entertained yeah the idea of yeah. uh, of 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 violently reacting the, to this guy's cigarette the whole wellesley college av closet team yeah you know, oh yeah you know, all the vcr boys <laughs> <laughs> oh man Brand, brandishing our q-tips and, <laughs> and, and, and alcohol in our rubber regrip yeah <laughs> <laughs> those were the days man they were they were um so you're listening to a lot of music on what equipment are you listening to this music? Because I know that one of the things that you were interested at some point was vintage stereo equipment. Oh, yeah. I have a uh, Pioneer SX950. Is that one of the is that one of the super desirable ones? It It is now. I got it off of Craigslist in Oakland. I mean, ages ago. And man it's a beast it's um yeah i don't have i don't have speakers that are worthy of it right now but mm-hmm. um and i probably won't for a while because that's a project or or a lot of money you get to pick yeah um but yeah i love i love those seven you know uh late 70s early 80s receivers that that said i do have a pair of like stock standard yamaha studio monitors that probably get the most powered studio monitors yeah yeah they get the most play and then just like the Yamaha ones that everybody has, the um, well, the black the, ones with the, the white, H, the yeah, H, yeah. what are they? H something sevens yeah. or H, yeah, 
um i don't like the way those sounds that they sound i really really love these um are they dynaco a10s i have at home oh nice i bought them from a machinist that was closing his machine shop in san jose before i left the bay area and he just happened to have a pair of awesome monitors and they were like he had never taken them taken them out of the box it was, it was pretty amazing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's just dumb uh, yeah I, I didn't get it yeah uh but they're they've been they've lasted for quite a quite a long time that's all, all the home listening is on i'm at my office right now i have a, a little little office space where the the turntables and mixer and uh, okay cassette, uh, right on mic and all that is yeah right on yeah and but no the, i with the pioneer uh, how what um uh, is it a particularly powerful amp i'm just wondering would you would you be able to use like would you need some super low sensitive sensitivity speakers for it or like what would what would what would that entail what yeah i think these are what this is like 150 watts a channel oh that's fine <laughs> 200 watts a channel yeah <laughs> oh you can play anything i'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a. They, I didn't realize this, but they got kind of um, culty, you know. No, they they really after, did. Some of them, in the last some of years. those models are super super desirable. It's, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. It's the stuff is so beautiful. I know. The 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 Tascam tape deck I had, you know, this the the old old lights on them. It just looks so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, How's the knob but, feel? Oh, brother, the knobs. <laughs> yeah, the action. <laughs> so yeah. good. Opening opening the the cassette deck uh-huh. hitting the eject button and just like the 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 mechanics of how it opens it's really like that's uh, like that stuff is worthy of simulating totally I, think, I mean not to like go back to the tech industry but probably products i think products are going to get really weird and really interesting in the next 10 years you, you, i'm sure you know teenage engineering right? i do i do yeah like they <laughs> people just they were so far ahead of to talk about sensibility but yeah, have you have you ever messed with their? Um, I have their, not. Like, I, I, their I I always looked at it, but it's also like I always feel like uh, it's it's too. Ex- I'm not going to buy that. That's too expensive for what it is. Yeah, me too. But I mean, yeah. I understand. You, you know, it's a small company and all that, but still, yeah, it, it's uh like it was just, just the mechanical engineering and the electrical engineering. It's just yeah, it's un it's unreal. Yeah. My favorite thing about the Pioneer receiver is the way the tuner dial feels. It's yeah. like the size of your hand. Uh-huh. And it's almost like you can throw it. Yeah, can it you spin like it spins. and it and it just like rolls? Yeah, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I so I had neat. I had a I had a it was a t- it was totally trashed. My my uncle had one and and he died and I and I took it and I wish I held on to it and fixed it up cuz I like now I'm I've read more about refurbishing these things so I sort of have an understanding of what needs to be refurbished, but at the time I opened the thing up and I was like, "Oh Jesus, I don't know what the hell I don't I don't know what to do with any of this. So I just, uh, I just tossed it, but, um, and it wasn't also, it's, it was older. It was like from the, I think it was from the late sixties, which people still like them, but it's not, it's not as popular as the the ones from the later, from the later seventies. Yeah. I think things really changed right in the late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a sweet spot before, uh, before like the black like, plastic crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've often wanted to try to refurb mine, but it, what, I'm sure you encountered this too, but it just, it gets steep so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Such a, somebody quoted me 800 to a thousand dollars to right. refurb mine. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I got I, this thing at Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. At least I have, a, at least I have a, a very sturdy shelf because I can barely lift it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I have, yeah. I have these giant pioneer speakers. I can't remember what model they are, but again, they're not popular enough to have readily available replacement parts. So, 
refurbishing them is possible. And I found a guy online who actually refurbished them. And it was a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of money. I mean, he also went on, he did, he re-veneered things and stuff and th- they look amazing, but he's just like, yeah, they sound okay. <laughs> you know, so if I'm going to, yeah. I'll just buy new speakers, I think. No, I, yeah, totally. I mean, th- it's unfortunate that like the new JBL stuff that looks like the old stuff is mm-hmm. so expensive. I don't know if you've. If, they, I, I do know. And they're crazy yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah. Just completely out of reach. Yeah. You know. They look so dope, though, with those the foam, the foam, uh, the, the orange, the yeah. orange foam in particular. It, it looks so dope. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would, I would definitely. And also, I feel like they're probably, it's probably even more here in Europe because uh, it's not, uh, yeah, it's an American brand. So oh, that's right. I, I think distribution yeah. here is a little bit tighter. The JBL store on Houston Street here is hilarious. It's always trying to lure you in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it yeah. would lure me in all the time. <laughs> What what's your uh do, are you able to play music pretty loud at home or uh or yeah I, I can I I don't oh, usually though I I I'm actually I'm mostly I listen mostly through headphones and I have yeah. a pair of uh uh studio monitors on my desk which are similar to the Yamahas that you have they're they're actually Atom Audio which is a German brand very and familiar. Those will be my next. They're I'm really getting, great. Yeah. And I think that they're even cheaper here because they're, they're made in Berlin. So it's, uh, yeah, I think like for the, for the five, the ones with the five inch woofers, it was like, I got them for like two eighty five. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. It's totally great. And they sound, they sound really good. Uh, I picked up a subwoofer for them. It makes them sound even better. And the cool thing about them is like, yeah, they're, it's a, it's a class D powered amplifier, but like I've got like little, little, little tube preamps and stuff. You can totally change the sound of them depending on what you're going in with. So you can use a standard USB interface or you can use a, you can use a, like a, 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 a tube headphone amp or you you can, you can feed them with different things and get different flavors, which I think nice. is really nice. Yeah. That is sweet. Yep. I've been trying, I've tried not to go down the acoustics wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. My, speakers are rear ported but they're in a shelf and I, it's just wrong yeah it's that's it's wrong it's, yeah. wrong sounding i have to yeah my, my speakers upstairs are, are 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 vintage uh boston acoustic and um they are a, a closed design and they are from around 1980 i guess and I, they sound pretty great i refoamed them and they they're they're not picky about where they sit like you can butt them up against the wall and that's fine because they're a closed design I guess they were kind of, kind of entry level or like mid, mid fi kind of things back in in the day, and uh, I don't know. They sound pretty great to me. Yeah, it's it's amazing how long speakers last. Yeah, yeah if you, I mean, if you if you're if you're not afraid to 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 use glue, maybe maybe replace a capacitor or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about getting a pair of of the older, you know, more desirable Pioneer JBL speakers like the big cabinet ones yeah know? yeah i have a i have a big giant shelf like a garage style shelf i could put them on top of uh-huh but then i'd have to get glue yep <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> a lot of glue yeah what are you what are you listening to these days oh sorry, yeah. I, I don't listen to anything specifically like i i, I mean I, i'm i'm constantly listening to to like new stuff that's either recommended by people or the algorithm I like some some of the this, the guys from San Francisco, like Ty Siegel, yeah, and, and the OCs, and um, 
I, the, I, I don't know where they're from, but the Black Angels, it's kind of like this neo-psych garage rocky thing. Yeah, I've got all their albums. They're and awesome, right? They're great. I love, they, they have a new one coming out. Yeah, it just, it just, it just it came, out. came out. They just yeah. released it. Or it, yeah, it was, yeah. It just, sounds good. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I only listened to it once so far, but it's, uh, uh, I like it. Do you and, like Black, Black Mountain? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and and also, yeah. what's it, their their alter ego, the pink mountain pink tops. mountain tops? Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and um, what's that that uh, the African dude? Uh, I don't, I dare not say his name, but the the Toreg guitar guy that everybody's so. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I love Mok- that Mok-tar. entire <laughs> genre. We we were lucky enough to go um to Morocco with um Bedenise's, uh best friend's partner who is from there. Oh yeah, and yeah, I just uh, obviously this is not not Toreg stuff, but getting into like the Ganawa or Nawa, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, all that North African. It's cool, man. Music is incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that that dude has a new one out. I mean, I've listened to his other stuff too, but I just listened to uh, to uh, his new one. Uh, what's his name? What's it? Those Japanese dudes, Bor, uh, and there's chick <laughs> Japanese yep. dudes and chick Boris. Yep heavy um, uh yeah i mean all like all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff but uh it, it 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 fluctuates but i get i get recommended some things by people that uh that i wouldn't listen to otherwise but the algorithm i feel like is starting to know me pretty well it gets in there that's i think the best application of algorithms <laughs> it might is music be recommendations <laughs> but it's scary sometimes it's like really yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> How'd you know? This is my my secret. I'm not going to tell you what my my secret. Uh, what do you call it? A guilty guilty pleasure. Your guilty is. pleasure. You're not. Yeah. I'll give you one guess. It is a very popular uh, singer songwriter. A woman, American uh, Taylor woman. Swift. No, not that popular. <laughs> uh, generationally off. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I got really into the the. Um, more recent Lana Del Rey albums, like everybody else, it seems. I I I have never I've never listened yeah. to a Lana Del Rey album. I have listened. Yeah, I've I listened really to. So, I was getting a haircut, and the guy was listening to it one time. So I kind of listened to it. Yeah, I think I think like the gateway gateway drug was Father John Misty. Yeah, which I don't I don't really listen to him. I that don't much. either, I, but I, I have yeah. some friends who do. Yeah, because th- those two are um, friendly. Yeah. And uh yeah that's that's the one that's the one like confession I'll give you is that uh, the really that really popular producer um he has his own band that Oh um the one who produces everybody everybody yeah. yeah yeah the last one he did with her was quite quite nice Uh what's his name uh Jack, Jack Antonov something like that, that guy? yeah 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 he did like the Lord album too right Yeah and he did yeah. um uh uh saint vincent's last album did he i didn't know that I'm pretty sure yeah i uh, i believe i discussed that with a previous guest nice and um yeah anyway that uh there's a lot of good stuff out there and For um sure. i am glad to listen to it whenever it comes my way it makes me happy it uh, goes directly yes. into my head through headphones usually oh i've got um the iii those modular headphones you know those ones? It's AI, AI, AI. Have you seen those oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard yeah. of them. I've heard yeah. of them. Yeah, I think they're Danish. Been around for a long time, but I kind of have amassed this collection of different um, speaker units and ear pads that are they're all interchangeable. 
um so i, I forget your um story about your closed cabinet boston acoustic speakers reminded me of this you can kind of adjust like the, the profile for what you're listening to uh-huh. so if i want like enveloping like like dubstep in a basement kind of feeling then it's <laughs> you know i have specific you know speaker units and pads i use and then if i want more like uh Ryuchi sakamoto stuff then it's you know the more the more delicate diaphragm i suppose you would say. <laughs> right wow yeah. I, yeah I i i don't know the specifics of those i i'm, I'm fairly i'm fairly uh, I'm fairly well read in the in the the headphone sphere, but yeah. uh, I, I, I I've only heard of those. I've never I've never really uh, investigated them. I don't think they stack up super well on paper. Like yeah. if you're if you're like on like hardcore headphone review sites, but just the ability to like swap things in and out is pretty pretty fun. It's a nice yeah. idea, I think. Yeah, especially considering how much discussion goes into oh well these are really good for jazz and these ones are really good exactly. for metal and these yeah. ones, it's like yeah but can't they all just like be good for everything <laughs> evidently not <laughs> editing that reminded me of a few things one the rapture show we were talking about was also the day i decided that i wanted an ipod because justin had just purchased one and we plugged it into my car stereo on our drive from boston to providence to see the show I was sort of indifferent about the iPod until I held it and used it. Then I wanted one immediately. The thing was so cool. Number two, I've been meaning to promote a show-related playlist. I made one. It's on Spotify. I could also make one on Tidal if anyone's interested, but I assume you aren't. I know that other podcasters and YouTubers do this, and I have no idea how effective it is for generating interest in the podcast, but if anyone's interested in any of the music that has ever been talked about on the show, go to Spotify and search for Feel Free to Listen. To be perfectly clear, you will likely hate some of the music on this list. Sometimes diversity is a good thing, but this is very diverse. The guests on the show listen to some crazy shit, so I recommend putting it on shuffle and clicking past the tracks that you find offensive, or sit through them. That's what I do. I think it's good to listen to things you haven't heard before, even if you hate them. It makes you appreciate your favorites even more. I'll include the link in the show notes, but as I mentioned, searching Feel Free to Listen should get you there okay up next is a brief discussion of marvel movies with esteemed educator film lover and comic book guy michael sweetek from episode 21 all right i'm almost done with you i'm not a comic book guy okay as i don't know if you know or remember that but i read many of the seminal titles and one of the reasons i read them was because you lent them to me like you lent me I, I don't know if it was you who lent me the um, the guy that does all the super influential Batman stuff. What's his oh, name? Oh, Frank Miller? Frank uh, Miller. Oh, yeah, I'm the sorry. Dark Knight I was, I was Returns. Blank. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if you lent me that stuff, but I have a couple comic book friends. But yeah, like A Death in the Family, the, when Superman died, I believe I borrowed that one from you. Yeah, anyway, like most of the comic books that I read in my youth were through you. And I know that you're a comic book guy and I know that you're a movie guy. And I know that you like the Avengers movies. I think they're, they are the most overrated movies ever made. Fair enough. <laughs> now, do you like them because you're a fanboy? Or do you like them because you really believe that they are great movies? Okay. You know what? That is a great question. It's, it's making me realize some truths about myself right now. I saw the Avengers in the theater with my best friend. Because my son was too young to go to the movies at that point. 
but I said the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, looked like my imagination when I was a very young kid playing with my superhero toys. That's what was happening in my mind. The technology, you know, the CGI, the effects, uh, we're getting comic book movies made by comic book geeks. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, do I think they're the best movies ever made? I don't. I recognize they are potentially formulaic. I realize some of the dialogue is cringe-inducing. Totally get that. Do I, though, agree with Ridley Scott and Martin Scorsese that they're garbage? I don't. Oh, do, do, do they, are they on record saying that they're garbage? Oh, yeah. Both of them and a third really highly regarded director. Listen, I'm a huge Ridley Scott fan. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to, to learn. It only took me 46 years, but I'm starting to learn that maybe I shouldn't read everything that people I admire have no. stated on record. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, wow, Ridley Scott's a genius. And then... But he's kind of a dick. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I'm not familiar with many of his quotes, but I can see how, how someone who is a genius might be perceived as a dick. Absolutely. And, and apparently it's something that a lot of people I admire. It's a trait they have in common. <laughs> Ridley Scott said recently, he uh, whatever, uh, I can't remember the name of his last film, but it had... Matt Damon with the a duel. mullet. Yes, okay. They, I that just saw failed. It. That failed from an economic standpoint. That was a failure. And he's quoted all oh, these effing millennials with their effing cell phones. That's why oh. my movie failed. Like, <laughs> well, maybe a period piece is not what people are looking for at the moment. And yeah, Martin Scorsese too has said Marvel movies are formulate garbage. And I don't know if you've ever seen the sitcom Arrested Development. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. To me, potentially the most brilliant show I've seen on television, uh, especially on broadcast television. You know, the Russo brothers were a big part of developing that show, and they're the ones who made Avengers Endgame. And I said, you can't think that these guys who worked on Arrested Development are like artistically bereft just because they have spacemen who fight bad guys like yeah it, it's it, it's a pretty broad brush to paint with no i get it yeah um, i feel like i'm avoiding your question i think <laughs> i love them so much because i'm a fanboy yeah absolutely which i i don't think that's a bad thing i have the same thing with star wars like i i fully understand how bad m almost all of the star wars movies are but i but i like them i know their faults and i also there are things about every single one of them that i think is brilliant yeah, anyway, the thing about the Marvel movies, I I just they are formulaic and it's not really about the the fault their faults aren't really about spacemen fighting bad guys or whatever. I, I think that it's it's like the kitchen sink. I was just kind of overwhelmed with the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. It was just so much crammed into it, and I can see how someone like Martin Scorsese or Ridley Scott would would not like it because they sort of disregard the art form of of making a, a film pacing and structure it's like a tree of arcs instead of a well-crafted series of arcs <laughs> do you know what i mean yes and and i agree and i think that's fair criticism i just i think that they're not everyone aspires to be scorsese or no, scott i guess but maybe they so. should but no, that's another story <laughs> <laughs> sure listen and it's a product if anything i think 
I have to shut that off in my mind to really right. enjoy it. This is packaged. They've had toys and Happy Meal boxes designed for six months, just waiting. I have to shut that off to, to avoid knowing the Walt Disney Company. They have a direct line to my debit card. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I will. I took the Avengers to Endgame, and I can't believe as big a fan of I am. I can't remember previously. Oh, um, Infinity War. Those both released on my birthday weekend. Nice. Took my son to see them. My wife was, <laughs> again, she she makes it seem like she's very courteous. She's like, oh, you guys go. You're going to love it. Meanwhile, she <laughs> wants no part of it. I think I'd like her. <laughs> I think you would get along very well. But yeah, you know, I, I went. I brought my kid. I had big emotional moments when. When the emotional moments happened? Yeah, when when I was told that I should have <laughs> emotions. Cue tears. Yes. Robert Danny Jr. says, cry now. Okay. <laughs> Will do. But yeah, I, I, I do lose myself in that probably because I've, I've been reading these characters for so long. Yeah. Um, it's prepackaged. I totally get that. But again, not everybody. Not everybody is a Scorsese. Almost nobody, in fact. Right. There's like one There's, guy. Yeah, that's why I, I have to tame my eyebrows so I don't look like them. You know, just <laughs> to quote another, to quote another, I guess God Disney owns me. To quote another Disney franchise, uh, The Incredibles. If everybody's super, then no one is. You know, so if everybody's making these poignant loner films or mafia sagas, then that leaves a lot of the market untapped i guess i'm just i'm defending my love of superhero movies no I, I, it's, way too hard right it's now. fine i was just curious how are you going to react like are you gonna were you gonna get violent <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't like me when i'm angry you know that, that sort of don't don't get me wrong i've seen those movies and i i enjoy them for the most i mean they're fine they, i i accept them for what they are but i remember especially after endgame people were posting oh my god it was so awesome it's like the best i loved it and i was so sad and i was like okay i guess i have to go see it in the theater and then i went to see it in the theater i was kind of um i was confused and i thought to myself i'm not involved emotionally with the characters so i wasn't sad when the sad parts happened <laughs> and i was like there's either something wrong with me or there's something wrong with them well no i can see that i can see that because honestly like you mentioned lord of the rings earlier yeah um I thought those were beautifully filmed. Yeah. I thought that there was really great stuff on the screen I hadn't seen before, but my life would not at all be impacted if I never saw them. Um, <laughs> and yet I know someone whose honeymoon was walking the trail. Oh, for real? They w Yeah, this guy I used to work with, went, he and his now wife went to New Zealand, and, and that was their honeymoon. Were their wedding rings like uh, the one ring? They were not, they but been. I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but there was, there's a hint of the theme at the wedding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had a Lord of the Rings themed wedding, which was, you could see the heartbreak in the parents' eyes. <laughs> what did we do wrong? Yeah. Did... <laughs> Dad, Dad, put your ears on. Oh my God. No way. <laughs> no, I'm just joking about that. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, just imagine that conversation. This is your day. <laughs> you have my soul <laughs> and my axe. Oh boy. These yeah. are not wedding vows. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my favorite part of the Avengers movie, the first mm -hmm. one, 
was when they were eating shawarma at the end. <laughs> but <laughs> if you rewatch the scene, you'll notice that Chris Evans has his hand covering his face because he had to grow a beard for his next project. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Nice. They, they came back together just for that scene, actually. That's, that's awesome. I think it's a great scene. It's a good callback. And that was my favorite part. I also like the part when uh, the Hulk smashes Loki and calls him a puny god. Puny god, yeah. So good. And um, and also, the I, I think this might have actually been in the trailer, but when Captain America gets lippy with Iron Man, and he's like, yeah, well, what do you, what do you have without your suit? He's like, genius billionaire, playboy philanthropist. That was really good. <laughs> exactly. Great, great line. So good. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's no, there's never, never any doubt that he's he's a magnificent actor. And actually, you know, can I can I just say that the thing that I don't like about them is that it's like just an installment. I like the first Iron Man movie because I truly appreciate a good origin story. You know what? That is absolutely valid. Some of these are are simply placeholders. Yeah, exactly what you said. It's an installment instead of a standalone. There's no success without a sequel. Now, definitely see what you're saying there. And th- and there are Marvel movies I haven't enjoyed. Like which ones? I thought Iron Man three was garbage. I love Robert Downey Jr. Is that the Ultron one? No, that was an Avengers. Film. Okay, uh, I can't. I don't even remember. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Iron Man three is some guy from way back when who Tony Stark was rude to. He develops rival technology and yeah. creates supposedly creates a a better version of Iron. Oh, oh, the one with Mickey Rourke. That's that's part two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that and by the way, part two was like terrible yeah yeah uh freely admit freely admit. <laughs> you know there there are ones i haven't enjoyed there are ones that i have enjoyed but didn't need to be part of the marvel universe i know that they're universe building so that they can continue to tell stories until forever yeah exactly but you know i think the ones uh the thor the sequel to thor was absolute garbage which one was that that's called dark world Oh, yeah. I barely even remember that. Yeah. Ragnarok, yeah, though. Yeah, great. That was dope. <laughs> because, well, yeah, because you're bringing in this like indie film director with this indie sensibility, and he makes it a comedy. He does, and, and he knows how to make movies. Absolutely. <laughs> and not just Marvel movies, but movies. Like movies. He knows how to yeah. make a movie. Yeah. But that, see, that to me, and that's how I know I'm not so deeply entrenched, because that made the real fanboys absolutely livid. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ragnarok comes out to glowing reviews, and they just kept tweeting, Thor's not funny. Thor's not funny. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I swear to you. And I'm like, oh, this one he is, man. He's, <laughs> He's awesome. killing it right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. like, And then in, I guess it's probably an Avengers movie where he keeps calling the, the raccoon a rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> oh, yeah. that See, that stuff. He's the best. Oh, no, that annoyed, to quote my students, that annoyed the neckbeards. They, they got very, <laughs> very upset. The, the whole misogyny coming in with Captain Marvel and we hate Brie Larson. That was just ugly, but Well, I, I don't hate Brie Larson. I just thought that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a fine person, but I also think that the marketing for that was super weird. They just kept on, they kept on like, and by the way, she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and <laughs> she didn't notice. It's crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> she's super, super duper powerful. And she's yeah, a woman. Yeah. Aren't well, we that, great? Yes. And then they're like, okay, we'll just put her in the background. Yes. And then she gets to be space mommy in yeah, the upcoming, right. space the upcoming mommy. sequels. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. But that was the thing. Like, how dare the implication be that she could be as powerful as and then fill in the blank with any male Anyone, character. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good moment for me. Because <laughs> I could say, okay, I'm not that guy. Uh, I am not angry. <laughs> Dodged that one. At the, at the fictional character's <laughs> strength capability. Yeah. After listening to that, I'm reminded of some interview with Gwyneth Paltrow where she didn't even realize which Marvel movies she's been in because there's so much overlap. To be fair, her character isn't a major one, and they sort of just pepper her in there wherever she's needed. But still, I think it's crazy that she doesn't even know which movies she's in. She just shows up, does her thing, gets her megabucks, and goes back to her rich and fulfilling life. That sounds like success to me. (laughs) So what's the moral of the story? That's a great question. Don't forget to check me out on my social media crap, Instagram, Facebook, at Feel Free to Deviate. My website is feelfreetodeviate.com. There's a playlist called Feel Free to Listen on Spotify now. Search for it. And go to buymeacoffee.com slash feelfree. That's just feel free, no deviate. If you'd like to help offset the cost of producing the show, this is the quickest, easiest, and most painless way to do it. But of course, there is no obligation. Show's free. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate your time, and do let me know if you like this sort of thing, because I have many, 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 many more hours of outtakes on various subjects, and I'd like to post them all at some point, but only if you'll listen. I'll be back in two weeks. Until then, keep up the good work. Bye.